Hi everyone, welcome to Baller's Mind. Today we are at episode five, which we've reached another milestone. We are now in the fives. Um, this. <laughs> oh. Right, I won't. No, it's fine. As you can tell, I'm joined by a guest, and I've got no composure whatsoever. <laughs> but we're going to be joined with Lola again. Special guest, just can't get enough of the podcast. Um, but we're going to be talking about um, Arsenal versus United Women, which was an amazing game. So it's going to be from two different perspectives of fans, so Arsenal and United fan. And we're going to be talking about the World Cup, um, setbacks, as this is um, all about the mind. Um, these are questions from listeners on the Instagram and I as I held a Q&A so Lola let's get started with the Arsenal versus United game how did you find it I well United fan loved it like we went obviously well I went into the game thinking I was watching it I was like oh my god this is gonna no I was very nervous but the girls pulled it out the bag and um yeah, it was very happy, and I was very happy, and it was such a good game of football as well. It was so end to end, and it was so exciting to watch, and I think that's what made it so good as well. Yeah, no, from an Arsenal fan's perspective, um, <laughs> it was really good. No, I really loved it. I was sat behind the United bench. My Mark Skinner was on one. His yellow is the funniest thing I've ever seen in football. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> but like. It was such a good game. Like it was so end to end. United nearly scored in like the f- second minute of like the first half. I was literally like, oh, "Wow, it's going to be a very long game." But <laughs> I think it was just so nice to see players do well. Like Millie Turner's been out with like a long term injury, oh. and her scoring was like yes. And it was so difficult not to cheer because the United bench all got up. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, do I cheer? Because I love Millie yeah, Turner. But my team are now drawing from winning. Like, what? No, this is not okay. <laughs> and it was just like, I mean, so nice to see her do well. Honestly, like, I feel like she's had so many setbacks with this with injuries. And every time she bounces back and then has another setback. But hopefully this this is Millie Turner's season, I tell you. Yeah, I'm but, really um, good so. It was so good to see a score, and she and like she defended so well as well, like all around her, all around her. That girl. Yeah, no, definitely. She's just so good, so wholesome. Getting the TikTok content in, scoring for her club, just doing well. It's just so nice mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um the the last goal that went in in stoppage time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have never felt so awful in my life. <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt better in my life, sorry to say, but Alessia Russo, what a girl. Well, yeah. Again, it was like, I can't be annoyed at her. Like, she's a lioness hero. Like, I just can't. But she's literally done that to beat my team. Like, what is going on? This is not okay. I feel like stoppage time winners show so much like I don't know how to explain it 
like if you can get that winner in stoppage time because you played what they played 90 plus yeah. one minute was it yeah I think and so. it was like they still had that grit and determination to like get back and get back on top and it was, I know it's it's not that good for you but oh my god I went ballistic I was going mad I was literally like, was great. what the hell has just happened? Like, it happened so quickly. But I feel like it shows that a team, like, it just shows you all about the team and how well they do, how well they work together. And it just shows that they never give up. Like, what? Yeah, definitely. The 92nd minute, like, that takes a lot of brain power. You were 2-1 down to win 3-2. Like, no. <laughs> Sorry. How is this happening? Not okay. But, like, I have to put respect on Kate McKay's name. That ball. Oh. That ball. That was filthy. Was it, was it the first goal? The second goal? Second. It was Laura's goal. The second. It was Laura's oh, goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, oh. the whip. The whip. No, oh, she's different gravy. I swear to God. I think she should come like, up to this kick and show us how to do that. I want to know how to do that. Yeah, give tips, gal. Don't give one to yourself. Honestly, that goal as well was just so good. I I didn't know what to do because, like, obviously, United all the way. Yeah. But I love Katie. Katie for life. And you know when it's just, like, so class? Yeah. And, like, you have to appreciate a good bit of football or a good goal. Yeah. And uh, Wow. Just wow. No, that was yeah. wow. Different <laughs> <laughs> gravy. Um, another thing that I want to talk about was on the back of the Euros, players blowing up, like becoming really, really big, but then other players getting like under recognized. Like oh, I yeah. was get, I was getting um, Eva Mannion and Mary Earps to take my B reel. So my friend got her B reel with Mary Earps, and I got mine with Eva Mannion. And Mary Earps was there, and everyone was literally going crazy. Like, I had people pushing me just to get to Mary Earps. Like, I'm like, what is going on? But then I was like talking to Eva Mannion, and I was literally like, how am I allowed to have a conversation with her? Like, why isn't she getting all this craze? Yeah. It was just so weird. And I think also, everyone was after Alessia Russo because Alessia Russo was out as well. And yeah, someone yeah. mistaken, Martha Thomas, who looks nothing like her, for Lessie Russo. Okay, Lessie, Lessie, can I have a photo? Can you sign this? I'm like, hun, it's Martha Thomas. Girl, <laughs> girl, girl it's Martha Thomas. <laughs> like, it's so bad. I just feel like but it's like, really disrespectful. Exactly, because don't get me wrong, the Lionesses winning the Euros, and for instance, if we take Lessie Russo for the example. Um, they've done so much for women's football like the attendances at stadiums have gone yeah. up and the people watching it and the interest has gone up a lot um, but and like big respect to them because most of that is because of them yeah no definitely but I feel like people need to stop making teams like Lionesses FC like thank god my favourite player is Leah Golden because yeah. I get to when she comes around, she's got so much time for everybody, and people people obviously want picture of her because it's Leah Golden. Like, come on, um, but you know they're not getting bombarded. Like to get yeah. my boo real, I got it with Ella Toon and Alessia Russo, and like it was like now or never. I had to just like give Ella Toon my phone. I was like, 
material please um and I feel like you need to remember that these players obviously we've got the Lionesses but also the players in their squad together they all make up a team it's not just these Lionesses yeah, that are most important I feel like do more research about your teams like I'm guessing you're a United fan or you're a Alessio Russo or Tooney fan I get that yeah they're massive don't get me wrong, Beth Mead and Leah Williamson want ballers because mm-hmm. the major tournament that they had. But there's still like Frieda Marnham, um, Katie McCabe, all these players that didn't go to the major tournament. Yeah. But you can still appreciate them. I feel like players just need to be a bit more appreciated. And do more research into your teams. Get to know your team. Yeah. Well. I understand, like, I'm not saying that people... Because obviously, like I said before, a lot of fans have come from the Euros. And yeah, like... You know, it's made such a huge impact. And if your favorite player is Alessia Toon, Alessia Toon, what the Toon. heck? <laughs> what the actual heck? Cut that. That was bad. Um, Toon and Alessia Russo, like, yeah, fair enough. Oh my God, brain fart. Anyway, like, yeah, fair enough, they're your favorite players, but, you know, these other players as well. Yeah, definitely. They're just as important as the Lioness is. Because they got you the win, like, they didn't just come on and do nothing. They didn't just come on and stand there and look pretty. They came on and got you the yeah. win, like show them some appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the Instagram Q and A. Okay. Let me just clear my throat for this. Um, <clears> throat> so throat> we're going to be mentioning the World Cup and what we're going to be, like what our thoughts are around it. And I just want to speak very carefully around it because I don't want to upset anyone on here or make them feel uncomfortable because I understand, I hear everyone, and everyone has their different opinions on it. And I just want people to know that it's a safe place on this podcast. And I hope this podcast or this episode is something that you you can be proud of as listeners because of how powerful what's going to be mentioned is and how you like I don't know like how we deal with it it's such like a weird topic that I don't even know what to say around it but I'll just get started with um a question that isn't related to the world cup so can we, we can be eased into the Q&A and it's totally focused about that so um what's your biggest setback on football um wow for me like I'm kind of lucky because obviously still playing grassroots I've not had that many setbacks yeah you know in like a major on like a major scale because I just play football because I love it and I want to play with my friends and that's it but I feel like the biggest kind of setback for me would be confidence like confidence in football whether you play at the highest level or the lowest level it's still such a hard thing to deal with and if you you're not in the right mindset if you don't have good confidence you're not going to go into games you know with a lot of like mental strength yeah and I think that's something that's really really hard to tackle in football um and yeah that's like my biggest kind of setback I guess I that'd be mine too like I feel like it takes so much to bounce back from different things so you could have a bad training session but as soon as you've had that bad training session you're like right okay it's gonna get Saturday or Sunday and I'm gonna play awful like, I haven't passed the ball successfully five times I didn't win as many tackles as I could and you're just going into that mentality 
Or for me, it was being on the bench every game. So I didn't know how to handle those starting because I'd be nervous because I'd be scared that I'd force an error into it. And you're like, oh my God, right, I'm going to make a mistake. Right, okay, I'm going to be going off in the next five minutes. And it'd be like, oh, who's going to make a change? Like, so my manager would make a change. And then it'd be like, oh, so-and-so's coming off. And it wouldn't be me, but I'd be thinking, right, okay, yeah, it's coming on. So I'd look over and it'd be like, oh, it's not me. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, it's like yeah no definitely I think it's just always believe in yourself like confidence is such a key thing in sport like or anything you do like you don't have to be overly confident you don't need to be like the loudest person but just believe in yourself because you're there for a reason you can do it just you may just work have to work a little bit harder than the majority but you'll get there and I think if you want it that much put your mind to it I mean, like, last season, the start of last season, I think I went for, like, a good few months. I would score every single match. I'd get player of the match every single game. And then I think maybe, like, after Christmas time, it just went all downhill, and I don't know what had happened. And I I didn't fall out of love with football. And I, so, like, I was like, what's going on? Because I wanted to play football as much as I did, you know, five months ago. And it's such a weird thing to tackle, but once you like, once you've got over that and started being more confident again, you know, you realize that you know it's not going to last forever, and it's you yourself that has to find that confidence back. Yeah. And even though it's a hard thing to do, you will find it back eventually. Yeah, definitely. I think you've just got to relax. Like, yeah, it's not going your way, but nothing lasts forever. Like, as extreme as it sounds, good or bad, nothing lasts forever. So I think it's that saying again, don't get too high with the highs, don't get too low with the lows. And I think it's just like live a level life, if you like. Like be excited Mm -hmm. that it's going really, really well, but don't take it for granted because it can flip. And I think it's just like just enjoy what you do and just play with freedom because there is no pressure over you. Just believe in yourself and trust the process, if you like. I totally agree with that. So the next question, which is one of the most um, difficult questions. Oh, gosh. Right. Do you think we should boycott the Men's World Cup? (laughs) Thanks. Um, That's an easy question to answer. Um, Don't say I don't treat you. I feel like... Honestly. It's eight o'clock at night, babe. Gosh. Um... (laughs) I'm usually in bed by now. Um, but I feel like as fans, I feel it's got to the point where it's too little too late. Yeah. We can't, you know, we're already into the World Cup now, nearly a week. We can't just bang. No. Yeah. Just boycott it now. Um, I think if any action was to be taken, you know, it should have been the teams, the yeah. countries, and it should have been earlier on than this. Because what are we supposed to do about it now? You know, I think you've kind of just got to see past almost like this political side of it and just watch it for the football. Even though it might be hard, you've just got to watch it for the football and just, yeah, just think of it like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like if anything should have happened, it should have happened 12 years ago because the rights haven't changed. (laughs) the whole laws around 
LGBTQ, all of this. Like, it hasn't changed in 12 years. It's always been like that. And obviously uh -huh. it's their views, their religion, things like that. And I think in a way we've it's so difficult because football's such a diverse sport. And I think it's a shame that people can't go out there. Um, lots of people have lost their life due to like workers' rights, all of this, and yeah. um, not getting enough money, all of this. And I think it's just so difficult because I think it's just like, it's, it's just a whole weird, like I generally don't have any words. I think it's just yeah. like, just watch football. Like you're in, England is a safe place to be who you are, if you like. And I think mm -hmm. just stand in solidarity and just think that players' careers don't last forever. Players aren't getting younger. And if they boycott yeah. it now, it's one less opportunity. Like how old's Jack Grealish? I think he's 26, 27, 26. Yeah, not that old. Yeah. Something like that. Say if he's 25, um, he'll be 29 the next one, next World Cup comes around. 29, that's nearly 30. Like that's not old, but for a footballer, yeah. quite old. And I think exactly like a lost opportunity. Like, oh, who's Callum Wilson? That's the one, Newcastle player. He's 30. If we boycott it now, he's going to be 34. Yeah. Will he be this good at 34? I don't know. So it's just like, yeah, it's like catching up prime. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's just so difficult because you don't want those players to um, miss out on those opportunities. But at the same time, I kind of, hope they don't win it because it's all for the wrong reasons and I don't feel like people would enjoy it as much because there'll be less people watching, yeah if that makes sense but it can come home from Australia and as well like yeah 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 go on go on but um I feel like people so Messi Ronaldo Modric you know Cavani um gotta get him in there yeah get um, pirate in. for this to be for this to be their last world cup um, I think it must be kind of hard to do it in such a situation that's like, what world are they living in? Since when are you know the people of the LGBTQ community not allowed to do all these things? Like, where where are you at in the world? Like, um, all this thing about the one love armband, Alex Scott, you go. Oh, on. I'm glad but, you um, mentioned her. You took the words out my mouth. Always, Alex, Alex Scott. Scott. It's, like, it's just like. These sorts of things, why, what's this got to do with the football side of it? So what if you're gay? What, what's it matter? Yeah. What, what, what's wrong with wearing a one love armband? Like, I don't see it in like, I don't understand this whole thing of, it's, it's football, like, come on. This, yeah, it's so, there's so much awareness in it now. In the men's and women's game, my gosh, I can't. It's no. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like so weird. It's like I don't see any difference. I think obviously it's their country, their rules, whatever. But mm -hmm. the whatever the FIFA president said, I'm not going to say what he said because he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this. Or well, if he is, I'm going to tell you some home Should truths. Home truths, yeah. Um. Just around, like, allow players to be themselves. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, 
they are <laughs> it's that cottage pie <laughs> i guarantee you that there are players on there that <clears throat> yeah. aren't straight but there'll be players on there on the pitch yeah. in guitar like there are commentators out there that aren't exactly um, and that are open about it have got a family mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah. it's just different things like just allow people to be themselves and yeah i think it's just a very difficult one yeah. um moving on to a lighter note <laughs> <laughs> who is your player of the match from saturday and which player stood out the most dang guys right um I think Alessia Russo did deserve that play of the match um, because I think the effort she put in, um, I think it was unreal. The movement she made off the ball and on the ball, to be fair. Um, yeah, she was very strong, um, Did her, played her position very well. I feel like Freedom Arnhem, damn, like she was unreal i think she's yeah. got such a good she's got such great vision oh definitely and um i think she did actually play quite well um and i feel like any player that can go to the emirates in front of was it like over forty thousand fans yeah yeah forty thousand, i think and perform the way that she did i think is um yeah it's a huge thing and best speed I'm sorry, gal, but yeah. she played. She was unreal. Yeah. Um. Maybe didn't. Maybe didn't do as much as, like, you know. Did but like didn't do as much as you expect. Yeah. But in terms of like scoring goals and getting assists, but everything else she did was so um. It was so ad admirable. Is that a word? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> wrong person but yeah I think she played really well but I think Freedom Martin, um was definitely in the running and um, LSU so yeah yeah definitely I feel like the player that stood out to me was Jen Beattie now we talk about mm -hmm. Jen Beattie because she spent a lot of time on the bench she spends a lot of time on the bench and now obviously not knowing her personally I don't know how she feels but she warmed up the majority of that game like yeah i don't think i saw her sit down like she was up there warming up and i thought oh we were meant to make a substitution i think it was a tactical one so it was i think we were winning and then we drew then we were drawing and he didn't bring her on and i'm thinking the clock's ticking like the game's not stopped what why are you not bringing her on like she's warmed yeah. up and I've never seen someone take a bib on, put it on, put their coat on, take the coat off so much. Like, why are you messing this yeah. player around? And I feel like it just takes so much, like, determination to stay in the mm -hmm. game. You can easily, like, switch your mind and go, oh, he's not going to play me. I don't think I can do this game. All of this, like, facts yeah. has changed. And she didn't even come on in her position. I think she went up front. Like, what? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Go on, Jen. Like, the stability that you need in a football team to go on and perform well is huge. And like the chemistry with the team, if you're sat on the bench all the time, 
yes, you train with them, but you're not going to have that kind of match situation. But yeah, like you said, the way she's on the bench all the time, but can still come on and do well and, you know, give her team some good, some like a positive impact. It's, It's really great. Yeah, no, definitely. So big up, Jenny B. I'll see you in Waitrose. <laughs> um, the last question, because we're running out of time as well. Zoom. How annoying. Yeah, we've got like nine minutes. But anyway, right. we've come to the last question anyway. Um, what made you fall in love with football? And at what age? Um, my brother. Like, simply. I think a lot of people in football um well girls like I was watching an interview with Onabache and it was her brother that got her into football and I think older brothers have such a a good impact on you because I used to look at him I used to go and watch his games and I used to play with him in the garden and you know he's just like he's cool he can he can play football and um, all I where you come from um but yeah he was um yeah, I think he was my biggest inspiration. And to be fair, I've liked football like all my life in like, well, all the 14 years. Mm-hmm. But um, way back when? I think we're 2008. What the heck? Um, I started playing for a team like fully. Oops. Um, I started playing for a team fully when I was like <laughs> low power mood. Um, 10, maybe? So it's only four years, and um, yeah, I just love football. Whether I'm playing or not, whether it's watching it, playing it, I love it. Um, for me, I think it. Oh, I don't even know. I just got into football. I've always liked it. My family are big Arsenal fans, so I had no choice. Um, so being like the oldest sibling, it was. I think my mum got me into football because she played when she was younger as well. And it was like I think we're just a very footballing family. Like, yeah, everyone, play, everyone plays football. Like, even yeah, and I've just loved it ever since. Like Robin Van Persie was my hero. Oh, what a guy! Rise when he left, and then I fell out of love with football, so it didn't really go that well. And then went to watch Alex Scott play, then fell back in love with football, and we're here now. So it's just an amazing adventure. That football has brought me on like my family is such a footballing family as well like my mum doesn't have any choice you know she's got my dad and my brother who are mad football like my brother's 25 and still loves he still collects stickers man oh, you know yeah. like the little world cup stickers. yeah 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 you're quite way to 100 <laughs> like and it's yeah it's mad but um i've still got like a little match day badge from 2015 when I went to my first Man United game and that always sticks to my head because I probably didn't really know what was going on to be fair (laughs) but now I go and watch them still now and it's just like such a nice memory to have like especially going with my dad and stuff and I feel like football is a huge part of my life now and it was when I was younger and it is going to be in the future so um yeah, football is great and it can bring my family so close together. That's oh my god, that is so cringing. Oh, but like, <laughs> but like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's so nice 
it's like when I play and my mum and dad and my granddad and grandma come and watch and it's like really wholesome. Yeah. yeah. Just warm and hot, <laughs> No, I, get that. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, I know, I get that. Um, I remember going to watch one of my first Arsenal games and we beat Tottenham 5-2. Where I learned all the swear words, but it was so like, awesome. Like, your family take you to that game and you're just like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I remember Gareth Bale being like in his prime and Robin Van Persie. And I was actually like, oh, this is football. This is exciting. I'm just loving it. Like, it's just so good. And this so- is exciting. Yeah. Oh my god. But I feel like football is just a really powerful thing. And as time's ticking, I'll just like wrap it up in general. That yeah, this World Cup is difficult, but remember how powerful football is. Like today, I think Ger- was it today or t- today or yesterday? Germany. Germany. Yeah. 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 Germany wore the armband. And it was the most powerful thing because he took that yellow card on the chin, took it on the chin. And I think whatever the message is, just spread love, whatever happens, whatever's going on. It's not the commentator's fault. They're just doing their work, their job. They need work. Um, And just like support your country, enjoy it. You don't have to support whatever's going on out there. And just be happy and be yourself always. And that's the end of the book. Be a motivational queen. Yeah. yeah, spread love, guys. Yeah, always. Love always wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you everyone for listening. And we really appreciate all the love. <laughs> all about love. Um, but thank you all for listening and thank you for coming on again, Lola. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I love this so much. Yes. Thank you all. Goodbye. Bye, guys.